1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 56.
1: You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Medcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing.
2: I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I got to tell you, today is huge, epic, wow, I am interviewing Patricia Lohan. She's the creator of Feng Shui Mastery and the author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life. She helps women and men around the world make their home magnetic to money, you know, luck, blessings, relationships, even even the sexy, Uh, and what is great is... she. She makes things so easy. She's a feng shui expert, obviously. She's a healer. She's uh, incredible. She has shaped her own dream life in Bali with her husband. I know, Ken. And she has a gift, really, what I love is for making feng shui simple, easy to understand and implement. It's, she's just like no other. So I'm excited today to bring you how to feng shui your relationship. And without further ado, we're going to get you right over to the interview. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you don't know what you're listening to, it's the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Medcalf. I am so excited today. I know I say that a lot, but I really, really, really extra mean it today because my guest is coming to you all the way from Galway, Ireland where yes. she spends some of her time. I also know she creates a life in Bali, which I'm, we're going to want to talk about today. Because as we talk about how to feng shui your relationship, Patricia Lohan is an expert. I've met, I met her months ago in January. And the second I was in the room with this woman, I thought, I want what she has. Whatever, the, whatever she's drinking, smoking, <laughs> eating talking about. I need to know and I have to be around it. And those of you who know me know I have a lot of energy and I'm excited and all that good stuff. And Patricia just has this lovely, lovely energy that is so magnetic that you want to be near it. And once she started talking about what she does, it was very clear that it's just, it's an entire, it's a way she lives. It's not really what she does. It's how she lives. And it's also her business. That seems pretty clear to me. Is that about right? Patricia. That is it. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being
3: here. Thank you so much. And I just love that introduction because it was so ditto. I was like, "Oh my god, Abby's amazing." <laughs> 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 so it's Yay. like a mutual respect of like high vibes for sure. Great.
2: I love it. So, we I'm going to start with you of really talking about, you know, my listeners know I love science and I always take the woo, and really cast it in science. So some of you, I know when I mentioned I was doing feng shui on the show, most of you were so excited. That's all I heard. And I did have one or two people go, oh, that seems like not like something you would do. And I said, oh, it's completely in line with what I do. And so I want you to talk a little bit before we jump in too deep on what people are going to do to feng shui their relationship. But Mm -hmm. first about the history a little bit and kind of where it comes from and how you came to it. Yeah,
3: for sure. So I like to describe feng shui as acupuncture for your home. So if you think about like how mainstream acupuncture is and the phenomenal results it has in people's bodies, that is pretty much what I do to people's homes. And it is all about bringing harmony and balance into a space and an environment. Um, feng Shui is actually 5,000 years old, and it was originated in China where they were trying to find the best places to position their dead and their loved ones. And then it became this whole thing like houses were built very intentionally way back when they looked at it and they looked at the environment and placed everything with a lot of care when they were going to build something. Now we know it's like houses and apartments. It's just like, here's a plot of land. Let's reclaim some land. Let's, you know, um, without Mm -hmm. respect for our ancestors, for the land, for just the actual, like, even the landscapes itself, like, and how it's going to impact the environment. So what we do now, and it has, how it's evolved into everyday life today is, these buildings have not been built in alignment with like the most positive ways possible, but the power of feng shui is all mm-hmm. about bringing, bringing them into balance and harmony. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the overall, and, and when they built houses back then, when you actually translate it, it means, um, Good health and good harvest, and it was farmers thousands of years ago using feng shui, and their wealth and abundance came from harvesting, from being farmers. So essentially, it's about creating a home that's for good health and good, good wealth. Um, and you know, ultimately, isn't that what we want? If we're healthy and wealthy, and have a great family and community around us, and you know, all the good things that we want, like that's that's um, you know, great. That's a great foundation for life.
2: Oh, I absolutely love it. I agree. And it is, it's about abundance everywhere. So mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about even a little bit later about how feng shui can uh, help you create more wealth, like physical wealth, but yeah. also this emotional wealth and this mm-hmm. abundance in all areas. So love it. Yeah, for we, sure, for sure, for totally sure. Totally in line with what we do. Um, and I don't—I I, I want to make sure we come back and touch on, I was thinking, I did have some people write in when I mentioned I was doing this and I said, Uh, what would you like to hear about? And one person, one of the questions was, you know, that she and her husband are having issues, right? They're having Mm -hmm. a a lot of issues. And she feels like, she said to me, I feel like we just have to move, like go into a, Mm -hmm. you know, be in a different home. And I said, I don't think you necessarily have to sell your house, Uh, but I'll make sure Patricia talks about that today. So I don't know where you want to stick that in our big picture, but Mm -hmm. that was one of the very specific questions I got. So why don't we just start with, What are the things that in our homes, like maybe we could start in different rooms, but uh, that we can do to create this more harmony in our relationships, in our home?
3: And I suppose um, I kind of want to just like back back because of that question that you've asked me and I just love it because oftentimes feng shui has this like really crazy reputation of like that you're going to have to knock walls that you're going to have to reconfigure your entire home, throw out your furniture and hang like weird stuff around your house. (laughs) And like, that is not where I come from. That's not my philosophy. And I've never, ever told anyone to move house. So, and I've seen a lot of marriages completely transform as a result of the work that we do together. So, um, in terms of like improving the relationship or bringing it back that spark that you had when you first met and you were like what just happened like where is it gone so that's one of the main things that i just like love that it's not something about like you know and if you've heard stuff about feng shui in the past like oh it's bad to have this and don't do this about like in your in your home mm-hmm. that's all cool but like there's so many layers of feng shui and that's one of the things i like to explain to people that you know for example if your toilet is in this place it's not the end of the world there's so many other things that we can look at and balance and harmonize and work with that ultimately your house can still be harmonized and supportive of you and your relationship. Oh I love it. Now that. like when it comes to feng shui like for me I learned about and heard about it and came into this world when I was 15. The first time we moved house a lot of times actually and um my parents kind of just never really settled. It's seen another house like oh well, let's move here let's transform it let's move in. And um, when I was 15 we had a significant shift in our lives. We, my parents' business was going really well and we moved into this house that was in a really exclusive area. It was a much more expensive home. They had totally re um, redecorated it. like It was literally the most amazing house we had ever lived in and everyone came in and they were like, oh my God, your home is amazing and my friends and it was just like everything was so good about it. Wow. But the interesting part was when we moved in there, our family's life started to fall apart. Like, so money flowed and kept flowing, but there was like eating disorders, there was depression, there was legal suits, there was arguments. It was like, where's our family gone? Wow! Like, because the only thing that changed was our house, and at that same time, I don't know where, whatever, my soul like found this book or uh, like found out about feng shui and asked for books about feng shui. And I was reading these books voraciously, like taking it in, going, "Oh my god, this can help!" But I wasn't really sure how to implement. I was kind of doing things, and it was almost the universe going like alarm bells, like your house (laughs) is not good, like really, really, really. Uh So, 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 so important. So that is like the one big thing for me when I look back on my life's journey and I see, wow, like it came to me at a time we really needed it in our lives. And that's what's happened now. When I took this on as a profession and really started working with clients was I would get these messages saying, we moved into our dream home, everything has started falling apart. We're on the verge of divorce. My kids don't want to come home and spend time with us. They're bickering all the time. Like, where's my family gone? What's happened to my relationship? So for me, like, now I see the transformation. I'm like, wow, I wish we had it back then. And I'm so grateful. Wow. Like, And the thing is, we didn't stay in that house for too long. It was really interesting. We, yep. en- like, it was just kind of this, like, we just couldn't stay any longer. And we're like, we've got it. and my parents, we ended up moving to another house. And thankfully, things eased and got a lot better. But if I look back yeah. on a time in my childhood and youth of like a really heavy time, it was in that house. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, and I know
2: so many people listening yeah. can relate because this is a, you know, the area here in the Bay Area, especially a lot of money, lots of people with financial wealth, but not having, their the relationships are the suffering. Relationships. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, and and there's so much you can do. Love it. There's so much we can do. So when we um, move into like specific parts of your home um, around feng shui, I always love to start at the front door. Um, And the reason for this is that it's, you know, your house is like a person. And it has its own personality. So we're talking about houses in the Bay Area and they're like a lot of people with a lot of affluence and wealth, which is amazing. And you know, there's, there's like a one in four chance that your house is going to be really great for money. And that's just in terms of like feng shui, there's four different house types, good for money ones and bad for money ones, good for people, bad for people. And it is like kind of this little random lottery, but like you'll know about like vibrational frequency and you will attract where you're at. So if everyone's super abundant, they're going to call in these abundant houses, but they may not call in the house that's going to be a supporter for people. So we start out with this kind of overarching personality. And then you look at houses, like I kind of, I look at houses all the time, obsessed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, look at it. It's like a face. It has eyes, it has ears, it has a mouth. The eyes are the windows. And your windows, like people look at me and they're like, what? You know, and I'm like, clean your, clean your windows. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, if you can't, if, you're, if your eyes are blocked, you can't see where you're going, you can't see what's coming at you, and mm-hmm. you've no sense of clarity, And you're just confused. So, and they have, and, and a really big part is like, clean your windows and an intention of being able to see clearly where you're going, what's coming at you, so you're prepared. Then it's like, okay, so your eyes, then you have your mouth. The mouth of your house is your front door. I laugh because, like, my mom. I came home to the visit today, and um, I got dropped off, and the front door was opened wide. And my mom was like, "I have the front door open wide for you," because she knows that I am like, you, stop using the back door. Like, the front door is the mouth of your house. Bring the energy in the front door." And I'm like, she's picking up this feng shui vibe. I so love she, it. She had the front door open for me, and and I was like, "Oh, this is great," because it brings the energy in, and. When we talk about energy, it kind of like people are like, what is energy? Like it's this fluffy, weird thing that you can't like touch. It's not tangible. And in terms of feng shui, it is money, love, so career opportunities. It's it's like life. That mm-hmm. is what it is. And you want to bring it in. The thing is that your house is either attracting what you want or repelling it. So if things are not manifesting the way that you want in in your in, in you the, the way that you want and envision. That's like an alarm bell for me, especially if you're here listening to Abby's um, podcast and you've been doing personal development and you've yep. been diving into the inner work and looking inside going, is this trauma from my parents? Is this trauma from something that mm-hmm. happened to me? Is this?" And that's where a lot of people come to me. They're like, I've tried everything. Like literally mm-hmm. I've been coaching, I've been healing, wow. I'm doing all this and I'm still hitting a plateau. Because the inner work is not lining up energetically with the house and you're doing all this inner work and your energy is like, woo, like so good. But then you go back to your house and it's like, come back here now.
2: Uh, We're out of sync. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. I'm like blown away. So give me one other thing people can do at the front door that would be, you know, Mm. thoughtful and attractive.
3: Thoughtful, like clean your front door uh, make sure your doorbell works. Like, just stand at your front door and look at it and be like, am I happy to be here? Does it feel good here? Like, yeah. does it feel welcoming? You know, I, I don't know if you have them in the States, but I remember going to one client's house and the, Matt, the welcome mat said, welcome to the madhouse. Oh, oh no. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, and literally... It was mad, like the, the their family and home was just nuts, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like literally, they're, they're telling us, um, that that's what they're yeah. calling in, you know. Yeah. So a nice welcome, some flowers, like how can you make it as inviting and as positive? Double whammy, just for the energy coming in, but for yourself because you want it to walk into your house and feel like I'm so happy mm-hmm. to be home and appreciate your home. Yes, I was being interviewed on um, national radio today in Ireland, and the lady shared with me before, and she's like, "I just hate my house," and I was like. Oh, that makes me sad. Like yes. I was like, I was like, have my book. It's called A Happy Home. Like read it, you know, like please don't hate your house because that is a, it's a relationship. Like your house is like a person. Yep. So start to just appreciate it. You know, we are of the of people in the world that are lucky enough to have houses. Yes. You know, I always say this to people. We're so lucky. Like, And we've got this opportunity to make our space support us 100%. Mm -hmm. And if it's not supporting us, we can turn it around to, to, to be supportive. So that's where there's a, it's just this beautiful opportunity to be like, Hey home, I'm so grateful for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so grateful for you. Um, and that's where I would say the front door. And and actually, you know, if you're, if you do open your front door, remember actually being in San Francisco, visiting a friend of mine and getting to her front door. And it was like really hard to get in. And I was like. So have you struggled so much since you got to live, living in this place? And she went, she just looked at me and her face just changed. How do you know? How did you know? And like, literally we we're at the front door. Like, wow. And she's like, how did you know? And I'm like, because it's hard to even get in. Like there's wow. a struggle. You know, and and the nice thing is, yeah, your house is talking to you all the time. It's mirroring back what's going on in your life where there's struggle, where there's friction, where there's leaks, where there's broken things. It's always going to be responding back to you. Mm -hmm. And when you start working on and releasing that friction and easing it, it starts, life just starts to get smoother
2: love it. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and this is also for people who rent. I want to say that too. Lots of mm-hmm. people in this area yeah. rent and have apartments and you, the same thing, you know, walking up to your door, is still your door. And yeah. I, I hear people, well, I'm afraid something will get stolen. And I'm afraid. Uh, and they have the big like stickers on the front door, you know, mm-hmm. this is protected by whatever. And I'll say to them, it's not inviting. And if you're living in fear of something, mm-hmm. so maybe put out fresh flowers. And then if they do go, that's fine. Like, Maybe that person needed some fresh flowers, uh but maybe to not yeah. be in that space that because I'm renting uh and like and here my uh, Patricia's seeing me in my office right now because we're on a zoom call, uh, and we have video, but my office I change the colors quarterly, so I change out wow. all the pillows and all the like decorative items, and the rug, and I do a deep clean, and I, you know, and I have this quarterly, so clients mm-hmm. who stay with me a while, are like, oh, it's purple now, or, oh, it's blue now, or, oh, and, uh, and I have a little storage unit where I store everything, but for me, that kind of fresh energy, mm. looking at something different, you know, bringing in different energy, because I'm asking people to change, right, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm inviting them to change, and I thought, uh, I really want to have, not too much change in the environment, obviously, it yeah. you know, be changing all the time, yeah. but, a few times a year just to sort of bring something else to the space. So I've been doing that, but it sounds like it's kind of feng shui.
3: I love that. That's such a great idea. And we have it on an annual basis with feng shui. You know, even just doing it on a more regular basis, like I do recommend doing space clearings and all of that on a more regular basis. Mm -hmm. But on an annual basis, the the, the cycle does change. It's like the dial energetically changes um, with the Chinese New Year coming in. And that then is where I would say to my clients, like, okay, we're going to refresh the remedies, go back and revisit everything, like treat things, move things around. And it just, yeah, it's like freshens it all up. And and your life is changed you know, and, and also feng is about flow. So we don't want things that are going to like be stuck staying there for like years. I yep. remember working, going to a client in my very early days in this small house in Ireland and the lady had moved in um, to her husband's family home. And we, we were looking at this little bookcase and I was like, God, oh, I looked at the books. And I was like, oh, they look like really old books. I was like, well, how long has this bookcase been here? And she's like, well, I've lived here 32 years. And it's oh. been here before, since before I yeah. moved in. And oh. I was like, oh my God, that needs to move. Like it has, li- like, if you think about stagnancy and, and a yeah. big part of feng shui is like making sure there's flow. And you know, if you, like even a small pond of water that has no movement goes stagnant. It's goes smelly. It goes disgusting. That's yeah. the same as what we're creating in our home energetically. 32 mm. years. That's wow. as long as she could remember it was there. <gasps> I was like, Oh God, like how wow. long just been sitting there. Yeah. Wow. And and
2: I think when things become wallpaper, that's when our awareness goes down, right? All the kind of yeah. wallpaper, you know, in life, our relationships, everything just becomes yeah. we stop thinking and being in the here and now. So I For sure. that totally goes in line. So I love this. So as people walk in, this just this idea. So that's so simple. You don't have to hire anyone or do anything. Just no. really think. When I approach my house, do I feel happy? Do I feel dread? Do I? Am mm-hmm. I? I had one client tell me recently. Yeah, I go in. I'm getting ready for battle. I said, "Ready for battle?" Oy. Oh, so we, you know, talked about that. But there's so much I can do psychologically. I love mm-hmm. using the space to help because otherwise, it's always us using all of our willpower all the time to like, okay, I'm going home. Let me relax. Da da da. Let me take a breath. All this stuff. But if you actually have created something where you walk up to your house and it feels wonderful. It's going mm-hmm. to help key you into that instead of you having totally. to remember every time to be a certain mm-hmm. way. So I'm loving how this dovetails
3: with what and I know. know. It's, it's so, so perfect, perfect. <laughs> and and I'm just like laughing because I was thinking of my mom. So before I, she let me feng shui her house. Um, we it is feng shui now, so I'm happy to be in a feng shui place today. But when I when I we did our house in Ireland, um, we were up in the we we're on uh, in Dublin, so it's like the other coast. And she used to come up to visit, and like she had never visited me that much, and she used to. They used to come up and visit so regularly when I moved in with my husband. And she would walk in, her whole demeanor would change. Wow. She's a super busy, 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 busy person and just can't settle, can't rest or anything. Her demeanor would change. She would sit down. She would just like breathe. She would come in the morning after a big sleep in and say, oh my God, I sleep so well in this house. And oh. she would be like, they'd be staying two days. And then like by the fourth day, I'd be like, you have to go home yeah (laughs) you know it's time to go and she's like i don't know what it is about this house and i'm like it's called feng shui like i can do it for your house like oh i love it you know it's so great and it's that shift in like just allowing you to kind of create a much more calmer space and i'm sure that you may have talked about this and you're aware of like the whole um frequency of like alpha theta and the different brain states but um I remember listening to a feng shui master talk about two analyzing people's brain states in one house and in a feng shui house versus like a normal house and how people moved in, how people when they were in the feng shui house really moved into that alpha theta state, which is deep relaxation, wow, which so is relax. a vibration yeah. of peace. Uh, And that, I was like, oh my God, like that's music to my ears because like I did a lot of work with sound healing and I was like, I just, that was our whole mission was to get people to that frequency of that alpha theta where they're like initially in sync with calm, peace vibes. So yeah, that's what we're doing. That's
2: amazing. I love it. Okay. So now I'm walking in my home Mm -hmm. and, uh, and people are going to really, cause we're relationships, we're going to talk about the bedroom for sure. And obviously sex too. And those kinds of Mm -hmm. things. So, well, actually, why don't we just go there now? So make sure we have time. Yeah. So in our bedrooms, uh, what, what do you suggest? What, what should we be thinking about looking at changing, not changing?
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
3: Yeah, for sure. So um, I use feng shui to attract my husband into my life and I love helping people like there, for me, the bedroom is like one of the most important rooms in your home because it is the space for, first of all, you have to like rejuvenate every single night. And if that space is not in harmony, it's going to affect everybody, your relationships, all relationships, mm-hmm. all your work, all of that. So yep. it's all about creating a place that is a sanctuary. And this is something that I really honed in on when I was functioning my bedroom for love. And it's the same principles, whether you're single or in a relationship. You must create a bedroom that is like a sanctuary, a place that you walk in and be like, I want to spend time here. I absolutely love it. It makes me feel good. I sleep well, but it also has to represent three, three words, rest, romance, and relaxation. Love it. So restful, romantic, relaxation. Relaxation. When you think about this in terms of um, relationships, the first thing that comes to mind is about balance and harmony in your bedroom. So I've been to many couples' bedrooms. I remember walking into one room and the lady was like, and welcome to my bedroom. And I was like, what about your husband? And he's like standing behind me. The entire room was pink and had all these little female figurines, little angels and everything. And I was like, there's no space for him. He didn't even have a stitch of clothes in the (gasps) wardrobe. Like it was just her room and I'm like all on for you to have a space of yours, but your bedroom is supposed to be about both of you. Yes. And it needs to have like both of you in it and you create, co-create it together. And even just if it's like, well, what, like do you like this? You know, the other thing is, um, For me, in that space is, you know, so that lady in particular was like, this is my room. The next race I think of when I walked into a bedroom was the one lady was like, she had like two bedside tables, but one was super, super high. And the other one was really low. And I'm like, oh, this is a bit of uh, like, you know, imbalance. Yeah. And um, guess who wore the the trousers in that relationship? Oh, <laughs> Did she have the high one? And- <laughs> she had the high one. And it was like, she was the boss. It was like this kind of like, and and it was this balance of power. So I'm a big fan of like, Setting your bedroom off with a nice bed, double bed and two side, two, uh, two side tables that are like the same height. They, matching is good, but they don't have to be matching, but the same height. Yeah. Two bedside, tape, bedside lamps that are like the same height. So you're creating the sense of balance and that everyone yeah. is an equal in this room. We all yeah. have an equal say in it. Same with the wardrobe. Like if you mm. have a huge wardrobe, you're taking all the wardrobe space, what about the guy? Even if you just go, okay, our spare room, let's split it there. Because I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. relation bedrooms where it's like the woman gets all the wardrobe and he has to go out to a certain different room for his wardrobe. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, split it out so that yep. everyone feels like very balanced and supported.
1: Mm. The other Love thing it. in the
3: bedroom, which is like so fun, is the imagery. I'm like huge, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of like making your home become a vision board for what you want. And you're walls are literally impacting your subconscious mind and what you're manifesting all the time, like constantly. So this came, this, I learned this lesson like in a positive way, but it was like kind of like the hard way, but very positively. Um, at the end of our bed, I wanted a picture of a couple that really resonated with me. Oh. So, got this beautiful image. It was actually, it happened to our love and marriage area, which we will touch on, but in our house, it was, just happened to be at the end of our bed. And I left the wall blank. I would free of blank walls, and art that doesn't mean something to you and represent what you want. We had this beautiful image of a, I bought this beautiful image of a couple. It reminded me of our first date. And I was like, yes, like, I oh. love this. And I put it on the wall and we just redecorated our bedroom. And it was all creams and golds and real rich and luscious and just very sensual feeling. And this picture of this couple, and I just loved it. And a statue of a couple. So I hope you're getting the notes. like uh-huh. Picture of a couple, statue yep. of a couple. Anyways, uh, my friend comes to visit a couple of weeks later and she's like, oh my God, that picture is amazing. And look at Marley. And I was like, Why? And I had never noticed in the picture that there was a picture that it was a couple and the girl had a little dog on a lead. Within the time of me getting the picture and her coming to visit a couple of weeks, I had ended up adopting a little dog (gasps) completely out of the blue. And it was identical to the little dog. Same little curly tail, like same size. It was just like, what? Oh my Um, Lord.
1: I know, like
3: super crazy. So this has brought me on this crazy tangent of like imagery in people's bedrooms. And creating things in your physical world. And creating things in your physical world because this uh, had clients, do I have mistress written across my my forehead? And she realized when she went to her bedroom, there's a picture of a single woman painted by Van Gogh of his mistress. (gasps) Nah. No. No. Yeah. Uh, no. The, the other lady had a picture of um, a couple together and, an, and a woman to the side. Every relationship she had been in, there was always another woman. Oh my gosh. Wow. Somewhere floating around. So we so are subconsciously attracted to subconsciously these things, right? Attracted and attracted to recreating these things. Them. Yep. And we're creating them. So get yourself an image that resonates. So that could be like your photo from your wedding or your engagement mm-hmm. or or a painting that really resonates with you. Like, and people say to me, you know, oh, I don't want a picture of a random couple. I'm like, cool, get a picture of lovebirds. Like get yeah. a picture of something like swans made for life. Yeah, so pick something that resonates with you personally. People are like, pick the picture for me. And I'm like, I can't to pick a picture for you. It resonates with you. Right. Um, I have this gorgeous, oh my God, amazing story about this, this friend of mine who is also a feng shui consultant and when I met her all she was talking about was her husband her husband and their great relationship and I was just like oh my god they just sound so madly in love and they're married like 29 years wow and I was like oh my god like you know I want that you know And he's so (laughs) supportive of her like I have it with Ken but I was like in 29 years like yes you know anyways um when I go to visit her house there's this painting and I was like oh wow go figure a few years earlier, I had been at an art exhibition and I'd seen this painting of this couple and I just loved it. And the artist happened to be there and I said to her, I was like, oh, tell me about this painting. It's amazing. And she said, I painted this, the first painting after I came home from my honeymoon. And it's oh. a picture of a couple dancing. And like, I was just like, every time I think about it, I get shivers because I knew the energy of that painting. Yep. And then I go to this woman's house and there it is. And I was like, oh, of course, like, of course you have this in your house I love and it. all you could see. So that's a really big part of it. And the other thing is like images not to have in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the lady earlier was saying that she has a picture of her granny. I was like, do you want your grandmother watching <laughs> you when you're in bed <laughs> or your children or yeah. like Buddha like, yeah. or any spiritual right. statues? You know, no, it's inappropriate. Right.
2: Oh, that's so funny. Not in there. This is so great. So my dad died, not so great that my dad died, but many years ago, my dad died and I have his ashes mm-hmm. and I had them, you know, this little special box in the mm-hmm. bedroom <laughs> oh. and, uh, and my husband had said to me that uh, at the time had said to me, I don't think your dad wants to be in the bedroom. And my dad was right. And I was like, Oh, of course. And my dad was a chef. So right today, my dad sits on top of my, my kitchen refrigerator because mm-hmm. He loves being in there and he wants to be up. He wants to see everything that's going on because that was him. And he was very short in real life. So he always had a thing with, you know, not be able to see. And so I placed him sort of very much so that he could kind of see everything. And I yeah. talk to him all the time in there. I'm always yeah. We're always chatting about cooking. But there's a great example of that. I had this, you yeah. know, it was crazy. My father does not want to be in the bedroom. He doesn't no. want to be seeing that stuff. So I exactly. love it. That's, and you'd be
3: surprised because you kind of think like, and I've had seeing people with pictures of their friends and and all of this in their bedroom. And I'm like, now get a really nice picture and honestly get a really nice picture of you and your partner that was a day that you were like that was like the best day, like that was the best day together, put that in your bedroom get like a statue of like a couple that feels good like think in pairs, like that is the most important Mm -hmm. thing in your bedroom like really that balance, that harmony, the imagery you know the cushions you know I have this one example of a lady who was like, I was like oh like even you know one chair on its own like what about a love seat, you know start to really think about like the whole space as this sanctuary for both of you
2: oh I absolutely love it it's so great and I would definitely say to anybody who is not necessarily living with someone right now or even in a relationship right now if you're listening that it's still the same thing you know if you have your Mm -hmm. bed in your bedroom pushed up against a wall with like one nightstand right where's that other person gonna get in the bed
3: right I love it and literally you're pushing love away if it's up against the wall (laughs) Okay.
1: You're pushing um, love
3: away. Yeah. Okay. Good
2: to know. Yeah, <laughs> It feels that way, but, and let yeah. me ask this because I've heard this before that I, I don't keep anything under my bed. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard different things about that, uh, like clean sheets are okay or whatever. What, what are yeah. your thoughts about what's That's, under your bed?
3: You know, just nothing that has any emotive value under your bed. So like no divorce papers, I know this sounds crazy, but that's what I found under people's beds. Divorce papers, broken computers, old shoes. Like honestly, it just kind of like, and that's, that's actually directly affecting your sleep, but it's affecting your dreams, your sleep, your energy. And it's a very much uh, the underbelly. Like it's, a, it's really affecting the underbelly of your emotions. Wow. So for sure, under the bed, or you know those beds that have the drawers, I'm just yes. like, oh, don't put anything in there. Or put like sheets or towels, like right. stuff that just doesn't have anything. Like, yep. You just know, clean, easy,
2: yeah, folded. Clean, easy. Nothing is yeah. attached to it. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. really great. I love that. Um, and I'm already, of course, my teenage children, I'm like, I'm going to be pushing their beds against the wall. Uh, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that quite yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Actually, that woman who at the table, that's that, the, um, that bookshelf, those for those 32 years, oh. her son was like really old, like was a grown, grown man. And she was like, I really want him to move out. And I was like, okay, so you reposition the bed. So it's pointing towards the door and he will like, you will naturally ah. start to move. So when they get to the age, you can just like reposition the bed. So it's like kind of pointing towards the door. Like that's not a good way to have like in general, but if it's like angled towards the door, it's like, come on, time to yeah, go. Yeah, little hint. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so I love this because it also seems like it would be connecting, and that, and what, what again? I had another person write in about was uh, their sex life feeling different. Will this help? Right? Must yes. Help your sex life too. for
3: sure. Oh my god, this is hilarious! You're just gonna love. I cannot believe that this happened this week to ju- for this podcast. Of course, like, it, it must did. have just happened this week. So. um we are back in Ireland, staying in a small, our, our not in our main house, but we have a small muse and so the tenant was gone. So like, we'll just move in there. And I was just doing the feng shui. And I had opened up these, um, like all, some old cases and I found like a Barbie and Ken. So my husband's name is Ken and I had been typing the password Barbie for like 16 years. And I didn't oh, I realize that. until one day, I was like, oh my God, my password is Barbie and all my logins. And I just met Ken. So <gasps> we have this joke about Barbie and Ken. So we have like a Barbie and Ken and they were in the plastic containers so oh, we we're like yeah. god like that's crap we should take them out yeah we they took can't them out, touch. We, we put them together and then we found these two books i just opened the book and i found these two books like the joy of sex and another book and i was like well let's just put them there in the love and marriage area and put the two the barbie and ken beside them i'm like this just like you know putting it out right. there we were like oh great Anyways, we're, I went to visit friends of, a friend of mine the other night and she said to me, she's like, Patricia, um, I've just got something. I've ordered double and I don't know if you'd be interested or not. Like, no, maybe not if you want or whatever. So she comes out with a box of sex toys that she has ordered double of. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like all I did was put the Barbie and Ken together oh, with the it. box, And I'm like, I came home and Ken was asleep and I left the that left the box on the thing I was like oh my god Kenneth allows so much I left a box on the table and he comes in the next morning is like where were you last night <laughs> what the hell and I was like don't ask but I'm like look at what we have in that corner and look after turning off
2: oh I love it it's so you know? great I so totally get it it's yeah. wonderful
3: so <laughs> oh, it's perfect You just have to be, you know, be mindful of what's in your house and where it's positioned. Yeah.
2: And where it is. So, and then if I have been having, let's say a rocky relationship or fighting Mm -hmm. or anything like that, are there things I can do to smooth that out, to refresh, to feel, obviously these things you're already saying for sure. Yeah. Anything very specifically
3: otherwise. Um, so I would say to you, first of all, especially when it comes to relationships, look at the Southwest area of your home. So we've looked at the bedroom, which isn't actually, may not technically be the love and marriage area, but I really like it to be totally focused on the relationship and nobody else. And, and you know, the bedroom, like make sure you have no technology. Like if you are having a rocky time, make sure you're, you're not sleeping with your phone. You know, is your phone beside you? Or are you in bed mm-hmm. with your phone and not your partner? Like what's taking priority? So yeah. that's a really important thing to keep in mind. But the, the relationship area of your home is the southwest area of your home. So like I said, feng shui is acupuncture for your home. Every part of your home has a different function or job. Um, and the southwest area, like just like the heart or the lungs, it's doing its job. The southwest area is love and marriage, Um, and you just you can get a compass out and look at it. So the school of feng shui that I practice and teach is the classical flying stars, which is not the same. Some people have this front door is that area in this area. It's just a different school. This one is much more specific to your home. Um, So find the southwest area of your home. You know, get a put a picture of the two of you in there. Put some affirmations or intentions about your marriage, about your relationship, um, in that area, um, and then and then maybe two pieces of like two pieces of rose quartz or love heart rose quartz together. That whole sense of a positive energy and compassion, and and I've had clients really make feel a difference in their relationship by literally doing that, like putting the image in, putting some intentions, decluttering it, like looking at yours outwards and go, okay, so what's here that's broken? Is there anything here that's leaking? You know, or there's something that doesn't feel good. Um, And going around and looking at the walls of your house, you know, if there's, Mm -hmm. I have like one client that just blew my mind in their home was a lot of pictures of single people, like a lot, of, not, not intentionally. It was just like a lot of people of like images, of like nudes and beautiful like sketches. And there were beautiful, beautiful artwork, but the couple, um, she basically ended up raising the children on her own. Cause he worked away from home all the time. Wow. And it was like, they were a a good relationship, but like all these images of single women and singleness, really that's what uh, solitary was what was going on in the home. So going around and looking and seeing like, how can I make this space feel more connected. And I I was getting my hair done for my event the other day and I went to uh, the hairdressers really early in the morning and I was in her house and I'm like, look at all the little pairs she has around the place. Like it was just really beautiful. And, you know, I just know that they're a great couple and they've been out for a date the night before. And, you know, that, that really rings through because if you're feeling alone in your life, you will be attracted to singleness and single things and single items. If you're in a relationship um, and you're feeling still at loneliness, you'll still be attracted to that. Whereas if you want it more integration, and more partnership, bring them together. Um, and I, I have had like one instance, like I worked with a lady, we were doing her home um, and she was posting pictures of a relationship, like of a very intimate relationship. Um, intimate type of like sensual relationship that she was that she wanted and she was in a relationship so it was kind of like the two of them were so conflicting it was so fascinating because the images were like nothing like what was going on in her existing relationship and she she sent a message saying you know my vision board and my images have worked I'm now single because she finally clicked and was like wow. I'm in the wrong like what I want is not what I've ever had and what I have now is not that and wow. And within, I'm not, no word of a lie, within three weeks, she's like, I've met a guy. A month later, we're engaged. <gasps> now they're like married. They bought a house. She's got a new job. And it was like this huge transition because it was this aha moment of like, what I really want is not what's here. And it's not going to happen in, in this current relationship. And once she made that clear out and made that realization, it was like, woohoo, it's all going to happen. So oh, amazing. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm aware of our time, but I want a few more minutes yeah. with you. No so, so what are a few things that if you could name like your top three or five things to do in our kitchen area to okay. create this harmony, this abundance, because a lot of the people listening have children, yes. <laughs> you know, pets and things and busy lives and two jobs and whatever and all mm-hmm. this stuff going on. So what's a way to kind of do that in the, in the kitchen area?
3: Uh, so in the kitchen, I know like pets, pets are great feng shui, by the way. Also, people kind of get nervous when they hear me about feng shui because they're like, oh my God, my house is gonna messy. And I'm like, honestly, general mess and general life is fine for me. It's the things in the cupboards that you haven't looked at in a year that that's what makes me nervous because I'm like, that's stuck there getting stagnant and stinky and whatever and, and creating stagnancy in that part of your life. So that's where I would invite you to kind of go to. Like whatever about the everyday life, that's cool. Go to one of those cupboards that kind of makes you nervous, you know, that you're like, oh, like, and, and or start in like the plastic container cupboard that you're like, how have I got all of these Chinese <laughs> yep. takeaway containers? Like it's a, it's a muscle with decluttering and letting go of things. And one of the big things is like letting go of something, be intentional. You're like, I'm letting go of all these plastic containers and I'm welcoming in a, amazing refreshed sex life like when you let go of something make sure you know what you're calling in and replacing it with really important um and then the next thing i would say in terms of your kitchen we laughed about it and chatted was like knives off the counter so specifically like if, if your southwest area happened to be in your kitchen definitely knives off the counter that can create conflict. It can create arguments. It can create like our, our knives, are dangerous, you know, they're weapons. So you want anything like that out of mind's eye and put them into the cupboards. Or if you have that magnetic strips, so you can put them inside a cupboard. So you open the door and the knives are there. That's like totally fine. Um, yeah. Get the knife blocks off the counter. So that's visually appealing. Um, and then in terms of the kitchen, keeping the counter clear, because that's a really hot spot for prosperity and abundance. It's like where you cook and where you create from. So really, um, how can I clear this space and keep it as, as neat? I love
2: that. Okay. Because I, it's funny, you know, you had, would- told me earlier about the knives so and I'm a huge cook like I love to cook and I'm always cooking and I have like beautiful knives and and I thought I cannot put these away like they're on my and it's right when you walk in my home so it's even worse because my kitchen's right there and I thought it's literally one of the it's within feet of walking in the house and I thought oh I really and I did I finally you know it's 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 just making that decision and they're fine yeah. in the drawer. It's not a problem. I have one of those little knife things that holds them and it's all yeah. fine. and I created it. And at the same time I did, I let go of some stuff, even like expired thing. I had cans of expired things in the cabinet because, yeah. you know, I'm always buying food and always doing and I and I, th- I thought, oh my gosh, look at all this expired like food it has to go yeah. you know and just cleaning that stuff out and that and uh you had mentioned chipped plates yeah and i cleaned out chip plates but what what is it about the chi- i mean it makes sense chip plates but yeah
3: so chip plates is like you're eating off broken energy so you put your fresh food onto it but the plate oh. is chipped so it's like creating like it's like not a positive vibration and even just hygienically as well because the germs can get into the chipped bit um so there's a okay. like nice practical elements with it um mm-hmm. and then and that's like, the nice thing about feng shui like there's like a mirroring between it just being kind of practical and like hygienically, it's not a good idea to eat off chip plates and people are like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, it right. <laughs> and it's the same with like, keep the toilet seat down. Like, you know, to keep the toilet seat down is, is really about like keeping the money in your home. But like hygienically, it's actually a good idea to keep the toilet seat down as well. You know, so it's not just like, you know, it's like it they, they has a common and uh, positive impact all around.
2: I love it. I absolutely love it. So, and then for a final thing, what about in our just general, like the shared living space? Are there any like top two things we should be doing in
3: there? Shared living space. I love for you to see family photos. Like, you know, okay. if you have a family photos, get some nice family photos. Now make sure they're a family photo that like feels good. Like I was doing a poem one day and I was like, God, oh, that's a gorgeous portrait of your family. And she's like, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. She and then she went, and then she was like, oh god, we such a terrible that day. That sun he had a big fight with this one. And I was like, uh, no. <sighs> Get rid of it. Like get rid of that picture because like it's not anchoring in a positive memory of your family. It's like literally an energy of a fight. So yep. being mindful of like what, what was going on that day, you know, even if it's not the most amazing picture, but it's everyone's happy and we're having a great time and we're not, we don't look perfect, but that's what I want. I want you to connect with like, yes, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. This is our family together. So I family photos it. are great in your, in, your fire, in your family, in your home, not over the fireplace. Oh. Good to know yes so relationship a couple pictures of you and your, your partner or family not over the relate over the fireplace so even if it's not the stove is the fire isn't lit often i don't know how, if your people have fires or not yeah we do in sometimes Ireland we yep. do yeah um but that can create a lot of conflict and this was really noted by one of my clients was over visiting her friend and she redecorated directly redecorated her, her bed her kitchen her, her living area and they were looking at the place, all be decorated and everything. And after a few glasses of wine, she shared with her friend with the with my client, Oh, you know what? Like, we just haven't stopped fighting since we since we redecorated the living room. And she said, Well, I didn't want to say, but I think you should take the wedding picture up from off <gasps> over the fireplace, because my <sighs> feng shui consultant said, like, that will create a tension, And she's like, literally, since they hung that picture up, it had created wow. tension. And it's like the fire, like. We're all about the five elements of feng shui. So the fire element was literally creating that tension. Took it down and it was like, oh, (laughs) normal, you know?
2: And so what can we have up above our fireplace, on our mantles? Um,
3: So things that are like neutral. Again, it's a bit like, you know, so like you could have candles, you could have like ornaments, you could have like nature scenes, like anything like that, but just not family.
2: Okay. And what about, um, you love? and I'm going to out myself, like on my mantle, I have a lot of uh, Buddhas. Um, is that like not a good place to have them?
3: Not ideal. I, you know, for me, you'll know easiest. I would say take it off, see what uh-huh. goes on. Like what shifts for you and, and just see, you know, your yeah. house will start responding to you what what shifts. And, and oftentimes this is um, when we get, I get to kind of things like that with people, I'm like, or within homes I'm like, ask your house. Yeah. Like, uh, see I how it ask. feels. <laughs> see how it feels. You know, do you want to be here, Buddha? Do you want to be over the fire? Do you want to be down beside the fire so it's not burning your bum? Like- <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. Okay. So tell me where I want to talk about where people can find you. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about um, you have a, a, a something for my audience to, to mm-hmm. go find you and have fun with. Yes. And so let's talk about that.
3: So people can find me at patricialohan.com and um, that's my website. You can come and follow me on Instagram at lohanpatricia. Patricia. Um, but on my website, I have loads of these little one minute tips, like literally one minute that you'll just kind of go, oh, I can go do that. like super easy. And I also have a guide called how to turn your home into a money magnet. Um, and it's the five sneaky ways that your home has been blocking your money and your bank account and how to fix them. So they're just simple things that you can change and that you literally will start feeling a shift. I had like a client just like, or not even a client, a lady just literally voice messaged me the other day saying, oh my God, I just did that. Amazing. I felt something has (laughs) happened. I was like, great. So, um, we just, you know, as I said, every part of your home represents a different part of your life and business. So being mindful of that and you'll learn loads on my website and love get guide, go through it.
2: Okay. All right. And so I, of course, will link to all of Patricia's stuff on the, in the show notes for today's episode. So you can go find it there also. Uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I learned so much. Thank I'm you. so excited and it was <laughs> so great.
3: And I can't wait to have you back. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you to hear how you get on. And you message me going, "I did this. I did this. I right. It's going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> I've had people literally on podcasts interviewing me, and they've been like moving their desk as they're talking to me. Oh. And I'm like, "No, no, no. It's okay. Do it after." Just- I love you. <laughs> <it.
2: laughs> Wait an hour. <laughs> All
1: right.
3: That's it
2: Thank for today, everybody. Thank you so everybody. much. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Bye. everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hold
0: up.